Mac Power Users, episode 405, Holiday Gift Guide 2017. Season greetings, everyone. I know it's not Thanksgiving yet, but we don't care. We're ready to enjoy the holiday. How are you doing today, Katie Floyd? <laughs> I'm ready for the holidays, David. I'm ready for a little break here. You know what I wanted to do this year? And I know this is like verboten and some people hate it, but uh, we uh, we have an artificial Christmas tree, so we can put it up as early as we want to. Oh, that's so wrong. So wrong. Well, if you lived in Southern California, you would too, because they just, they dry up and turn into tender very quickly in the dry uh, Southern California uh, climate. But anyway, so we have this, uh, we got a new artificial tree last year after Christmas, super excited to try it out this year. And I really wanted on Halloween to be setting it up. So when people rang the doorbell, we'd be playing Christmas carols and give out candy canes. <laughs> and then uh, we just never got there. You know, it's it's hard. And, and we're leaving. We're going on a big trip after Christmas. So, you know, we aren't going to have much time to enjoy the decorations when I get them up. But that got me thinking about uh, holiday stuff. Uh, every year we do this show where we have our holiday gift guide. And it's a lot of fun putting it together, talking to some of the listeners about the stuff they're excited about. Uh, so the idea of today's show is to give you some gift ideas for other people or maybe some things to put on your own list. Uh, Katie and I have been busy spending money the last year buying some some tech gear. We want to share the stuff that we like most. And we got some great feedback from the listeners as well. We have some some good ideas from them as well. But before we do, we have perhaps the ultimate holiday gift for everyone on your list for people this year. And that is hopefully... We have an MPU hoodie in the works. Yes, we do. We do. It's been a couple of years since we did any uh, any uh, MPU themed uh, products, so we're uh, we're doing a hoodie. But we're not just doing any hoodie. We're doing a really cool looking hoodie. We're not messing around. Yes. So our plan, and I will tell you, uh, we are currently in discussions uh, with the designer and the producers right now. Uh, is to do a custom embroidered MPU hoodie, um, and if if it people don't like that kind of thing, we, we will be doing some kind of complimentary T-shirts to go along with it as well. If you don't want to get all fancy and have a hoodie, um, but we hope to be able to have a link and have those for sale by the time the show goes live. We're we're still finalizing the details with our distributors and our producers. Uh, assuming that is live, that will be the first link in your show notes this episode. If it is not in there, then that means we didn't quite have everything finalized in time, but look for it on Facebook, on social media, and uh, on other social networks of choice. And you'll hear about it next week on the Mac Power Users, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll try to get that out. We're definitely doing a hoodie and a t-shirt. They're going to be, we want to do it right. So we're looking for the right people to make them, and uh, and we're looking forward to getting them out there just in time for winter. Yes, I was just thinking it would be really nice that uh, we're getting a few cool snaps Curl up on the back porch with a nice cup of coffee in my MPU hoodie. I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Uh, before we get into these holiday gift picks, uh, you want to check in quickly on the iPhone 10? It's still the new fancy thing. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I feel like we devoted a significant portion of the last show to it. Um, I love my iPhone 10. I'm still using it caseless. I'm less nervous as every day goes on I, about breaking it and dropping it. And, and thankfully, I should... Knock on wood, that that has not happened yet. Uh, but I'm still in love with the iPhone 10. I'm still very happy with it, and um, I, I we're we're growing on each other. Yeah, I uh, the one thing I'd add is I've made a, a Disney trip now. Uh, my daughter turned 21 this week, Katie. How's that? Oof, getting old. And she wanted me to take her out and buy her a drink uh, on her 21st birthday, so that's kind of cool. At Disney, I'm sure. 
yeah, at Disney. <laughs> but I got to take some pictures with it, and boy, the camera sure is nice. And the the one that I don't read about the most, you know, in terms of people talking about this camera, is the selfie camera in portrait mode is amazing. If you've got one, make sure to try that out. But I don't really have a whole lot more to add either. Uh, I'm getting better with the notch. I was really an anti-notch person from the beginning, and now I, I just don't notice it that much. I did uh, make my wallpaper all black, which has... Uh, help me with that but uh anyway i i'm happy with it yeah i also have taken have been at a couple of events and have used the camera and have been very very impressed not only with the quality of the photos uh, but this is my first optical zoom on a on an iphone camera and that has been tremendous more on that later yeah okay so uh, you want to start picking some holiday gifts? Yes, I am. Let's talk about the holiday gifts. Now, I think you probably better better start us off here because you, you always tend to come up with more than me. And I think that's because you have more toys than I do. I have more toys and I have a bigger imagination. Yeah, I think that's probably true. But I, I mean, like true actual toys. You have toys on your list. Yeah, but you know, hey. You're never too old to have a few toys. I don't have any toys on my list, but all right. So you know, Okay, I'll go first. Uh, something I did this year, I haven't talked about it at all on Mac Power Users, which is remarkable because it seems like I don't have a single unpublished thought sometimes. Uh, but I, about eight months ago, I, I've been doing a lot of screencast projects, uh, both for the books I've been making and for some other uh, third-party developers as they release new software. And I wanted to get better at uh, some fine detail work, both uh, with image manipulation and also screen flow. And Mike Hurley keeps banging the drum about these Intuos tablets, you know, the Wacom tablets. So I went ahead and bought one and I've had it now, like I said, about eight months and I use the heck out of this thing. I bought the Wacom Intuos Touch, and it's the medium size. They have three different sizes. They have a massive one, they have a small one, and medium. I got the medium. It's wireless, and it connects to my iMac, and it's it has a, a pencil, so you can just write on it. It's great for kind of like doing handwriting annotations on contracts and stuff on the lawyer side, but what I really use this thing, and I don't have it out every day. Mike Hurley, the way he uses his is he keeps the magic trackpad on the left and one of these tablets on the right at all times. I only use it when I'm doing big video projects mainly or when I need the, the Intuos tablet. But because it's wireless, it fits right underneath my iMac so I can just pull it out anytime I need. And it is quite useful for fine detail work in both the video and photo production workflows. It's just a different input mechanism. Uh, there's parts of it. I mean, it's not, in my opinion, it's not a replacement for a mouse or a trackpad if that's your favorite thing. But man, is it nice. So you're doing this primarily when you're taking videos. So you're not using this at all for annotation and things like that. You're still doing most of that on your iPad. This is not a replacement for anything you're doing on your iPad, right? Right. Uh, a good example. I have um, like if um, well, the main example is is ScreenFlow because uh, I do very uh, clever edits in ScreenFlow to make things work. I mean, if you ever saw the one of my edited screencasts, because they all look pretty smooth when they're done, but man, it is just a hot mess if you saw the the video file. But there's all these weird types of edits I do. Like I have a type of edit where I do, where I get the video right the first time, but the audio right not until the second time. So you've got to like intermix different threads of audio. Um, trying to, to manage that stuff with a mouse makes my fingers sore after a very short period of time. Uh, it's just frankly not possible with a magic trackpad. It's way too precise. And using the uh, Intuos Wacom tablet, I find that it's really easy for stuff like that. 
they've come a long way. I, I had one of these years ago that was a plug-in one where you plugged it into the USB. Yeah, I remember these things being out like probably even 10, 15 years ago, and they were pretty awful. Yeah, well, they, they've gotten a lot better. Yeah, and the, like the touch sensitivity, sensitivity of the pen is great. The pen does not need to charge. It just works on the contact with the tablet. They have a couple different versions. If you if you like to draw, they've got one where you can put a piece of paper on the top of it and literally draw on a piece of paper, and then it goes in digitally. So you kind of get two versions of the of the drawing. But I didn't get that one. Uh, it also has a nice set of buttons along the left side of the screen, which I I track to screen flow um, uh, workflows. So it's just a really nice way. I mean, I tried a couple things this year. I tried that. I also tried the. Um, I forget the name of it. We had, I think um, it's the wheel. Um, Brett Terpster talked about when he came on the show. Uh, I will remember it in a minute and, and, and mention it. But it's a, uh, it's like a control surface where you can spin a wheel and it works with video software. That didn't work for me at all. I, I could not make that work faster than just using my keyboard. And it, it felt to me very awkward. But the Intuos tablet has been a, a great investment. They are, they are not cheap because this one is wireless. I got the nice one because I figured if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right. Uh, but, you know, having the wireless is nice. And even just being able to kick back in your chair and do edits, uh, almost like working on a tablet is nice. So uh, if you're doing a lot of stuff that you could use precise input, um, these Intuos tablets are worth checking out. Well, I uh, will go ahead and give you my first pick. You know, we've been talking a lot about smart home technology, and especially we had Robert Spivak on the show two episodes ago, I think it was, and we did an entire segment on the Lutron Cassetta uh, switches. And you were talking about the problem that you had to solve where you love having, you know, smart lights and you've outfitted your home with these hue bulbs, but they have the problem where they don't really function like normal light bulbs. And that creates an issue for family members or guests or people who really just want to be able to flick a switch and have light bulbs work. Well, I hadn't gone quite as far into the Hue ecosystem as you had. I, I've got maybe maybe half a dozen, but I've got them mainly in lamps. But I really wanted to move like some of the main areas of my house that I've got these nice LED bulbs in, uh, but over to my smart home. I wanted you know smart lights in my kitchen, smart lights in my living room. But um, I, I didn't really want to go the Hue route. And I just, as soon as we were listening to this episode and I found that this switch would work both with um, Amazon's Echo product as well as HomeKit, I knew that this was me. So I went ahead and put the Lutron Cassetta starter pack on my wish list for the holidays. And then they went on sale. And maybe they're still on sale by the time you hear the show. I, I know it's the time we record it, they are. Um, but maybe they're still on sale by the time you hear it. And as soon as they went on sale, you know, boom, I ordered I ordered the starter pack, which came with um, two switches, two remotes, which can double the switches if you buy the correct little adapter kits for them, um, as well as the, the hub. So I spent the weekend installing those. And now I have my kitchen and my living room set up as uh, smart rooms now, which worked well. I had to use all four pieces uh, because those were, what are they called, three-way, when you have two switches that operate both lights. Um, so I, I, what I did is I wired one, you know, one in the living room, one in the kitchen, and then for the secondary switches, I used the remotes along with an adapter. Yeah, the Picos. With the Picos, yeah, which looked on the wall just like wall switches. And now I can uh, ask Siri or Amazon's Lady in a Box to, you know, turn on the kitchen lights, turn off the kitchen lights. I can set them on 
schedules or make sure that they all turn off at set times or make sure they turn on because it's dark here in the mornings now, usually when I get up so I can have the kitchen lights on when I get up in the morning. Uh, it's really nice. And it was a fairly inexpensive solution. It was a lot less expensive than buying because I think I've got yeah, 8, 10, 12 bulbs total that are controlled by these switches. I mean, it was a lot less expensive than buying smart bulbs. And to buy these switches, they're like 50 bucks or less a piece. And they work. They work whether or not the switch is turned off. Um, have, have you connected it to HomeKit? So you've got the ability to to throw switches via HomeKit? Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. And then you've got an Apple TV. So uh, you can turn them off and on remotely because if you have an Apple TV, that will basically allow you to control them remotely through HomeKit, which is nice. The um, So I've got those for now, and I think I'm going to stop, but probably not. I, I, well, I say I think I'm going to stop until Christmas, but... Probably not, because I, I think I think there's one more. I think I'm going to buy one more switch and put my fan, because I have a, a ceiling fan. I, th- I think I'm going to put the ceiling fan on that switch, and then I'm going to stop until Christmas. Famous last words. And then put put just a bunch of them on my Christmas list. But but then I'm going to stop. I've got three or four more places I want to put them. I, I've been putting on one a month. That's my kind of like treat. You know, I'm such a nerd. But my treat every month is I buy another Lutron switch. <laughs> and uh, most of the main areas of the house, there's a couple areas that, that um, like just the other night, when, and we have like the low voltage lights in the kitchen, you know, kind of like the, I don't know what you call them, but kind of night lights in the kitchen. Just the other night, one of my kids went to bed and left it on downstairs. And I didn't have that on the Lutron yet. So I had to get out of bed, go downstairs, turn it off. And I was thinking, huh, maybe that's the next one that gets replaced. <laughs> But um, yeah, they're great. Uh, one thing I would add on to that, I know Katie told me I'm not allowed to add on, but I'm going to anyway for the, the, this one, is uh, if you have a Sonos system and you go with Lutron, get the Sonos button. It is so awesome to press a button in your wall and have music come out of the, the speakers in your house. It's It really, it, it is awesome. As I said in the show, my whole family calls it the jazz button because I'm always listening to jazz music through Sonos. Uh, most times you press that button and jazz comes out of our speakers. But uh, it is so nice. So if you've got a Sonos plus Lutron, get the Sonos button. And these, do you do you keep this? Because these are just Pico remotes. Do you keep them as separate remotes or do you actually have it wired into the wall or stuck up on the wall like a switch? What I did was, for instance, uh, where our ceiling fan is, it needs, it has a remote, already has a remote attached to it. And we have that remote in a place where it's always in the same place. And so everybody goes to that. So for years, we had this thing where we put tape over that switch. Uh, or don't turn that switch off or the ceiling fan won't work. So I closed the wiring on that in the wall. I, I, I put all the wires together and basically closed the circuit. So now it's always on. So the switch was dead. So I took the switch out and then I put the Pico remote for the Sonos button in that spot. So it looks like it's just in the wall, but it, it's really a Pico remote. You've gotten quite handy with the wiring. You want to come do mine? My grandfather was an electrician. I have, I mean, I think he stole, uh, I, I'm still using electric tape that he stole from Kaiser Steel in like 1960. Ooh. You admit it. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But I, I don't know what, when he, when he retired, he, uh, this French Canadian guy, he didn't know how old, he thought he was a certain age. And then he, um, he went to turn in his retirement papers, sent to Canada to get his birth certificate, found out he was a year older than he was. You know, this is what happens when you're born in the backwoods of Quebec in the, you know, 1800s. And uh, so he says, oh, so he retired the next day as soon as he found out he was a year older than he thought. But in the meantime, he got a lot of electrical tape out of those guys. 
I have all his tools. It's great. I mean, it's funny how those really old tools are just amazing, how they still work so much better than the stuff you can buy. A lot of that. That was a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, I got another one for you. It's a little cheaper than an Intuos Pro, but it's something I bought this year that brings me no end of delight. It's a charger for my Apple Watch in the shape of a classic Mac. I've seen this, yes. It's so awesome. Uh, so it's just a little rubberized thing, and it doesn't even come with a cable. You got to use your watch charging cable that came with your watch. And the thing is like, I think it's like $10. It's just, it's it's molded rubber. And, but it looks like, uh, you know, like, I guess it kind of looks like, it, no, it's got the floppy in front. I, I'm going to say it's like uh, the, the classic 128K Mac, the one I got. It's a little beige. It looks like a classic Macintosh. And they they have white, and I'm using quotes, but it's really ivory, and black. You cannot get the black. I don't even know why they make the black one. That's just not appropriate. I thought they had a gray that kind of looked like an SE, but um, either way, and it doesn't have an Apple logo or anything, but it is exactly what you think it is. And then you just drop your watch into it with the bezel facing up, and then it goes into um, nightstand mode, and it puts the time on it. And because I, I often wear my watch to bed, I've been trying to do sleep tracking. Uh, the, I keep it on my desk. And so I've got this nice little tiny Mac on my desk that's looking at me right now. And, you know, when I know I'm going to be sitting at my Mac for an hour, I'll go ahead and drop the watch in there to get a little bit of a charge so it'll make it through the night. And it's just so fun having it in a, in a classic Mac. I, I think it's a great gift. And if there's an a Apple nerd in your life who has an Apple Watch, you really can't go wrong with this thing. All right, I'll do uh, one more smart home technology thing here because I, I was kind of down on the smart home. And I'll tell you, ever since we've done our show, I've, I've been a little bit re-energized on the whole smart. Yeah, Robert had some great ideas. He, he did. Um, but my pick, and I don't think I've picked this before, um, and I don't have this, is the Quick Set Premise Smart Lock. So this kind of goes on my my wish list realm. It's been something that's, this is, a, I have Quick Set Locks all throughout my house, so it would fit right in. And this is the new HomeKit enabled lock that they came out with at CES, I think this year. So I think it's, I think this is the first holiday season that it's been out. Uh, it is the HomeKit enabled lock that, um, that you can use. It has a, a nice number pad and it, you know, looks nice. It's satin nickel, but it allows you to do a couple things. It allows you obviously to lock and, and unlock your front door, but it also allows you to do things like set temporary codes. So if you have someone who's coming in to, you know, do a repair or who needs temporary access to your house, um, you can give them a temporary code and then get rid of that. And um, you can know when the door opens and when the door closes and when it locks and do those things like that. Now, I know that there, there are ways to do this with with other smart home solutions and there, there are other, you know, programmable locks that are about half of this cost, but uh, they're not HomeKit compatible and you can't control them with your iPhone. So uh, that's that's what I've got on. Again, this is a wish list. So that's what I've got on my wish list this year. I haven't quite brought myself to be able to pull the trigger um, to, to buy it as an impulse buy because the list price on it's about two twenty nine, dollars And so it's a little rich for me to just go out as an impulse buy, but um, I'm, I'm looking seriously at it. We have, um, we have, we have a quick set system in our house too. And we have one of the, uh, I think it's called Kivo, uh, which is a couple years old. It was like, it was on sale at Home Depot, just kind of one of those whim things I did. And at first I was a little nervous about putting a digital based lock system in my house because, you know, you worry about the security, but, um, 
this one does not connect to the internet. It's just a Bluetooth lock, which connects to a digital key on your phone. This was the precursor to this. And it, it generally works. Sometimes it doesn't. I uh, And when it doesn't, you have to close the Kivo app on your phone, force quit it and reopen it, then it always works. But we, I've never been locked out with it. I do keep a key and I, you know, I'm, I'm good. But like when you're coming home with groceries, it is really nice being able to just touch the lock and have it unlock rather than have to dig for keys. But this is like a step up. And I'm not really sure how I feel about a lock system that can be controlled remotely over the internet. But the, um, but at the same time, as a, as a police law enforcement friend told me, you know, these locks are just to keep out the honest people, really. So don't get your hopes up. It's not like Fort Knox, uh, even if it's not connected to the internet. So I don't know. If you get one, I'd love to hear about it. Maybe that'll be something we can talk about in the show next year. And now I think you and I both have, and I don't, I don't know whether you replaced it with your Kivo. Um, but just, uh, I would say dumb. There's certainly nothing dumb about it, but just a very basic, what would they call the smart code lock, which is not connected to the internet. It's just a lock on your door that you enter. You, it, it has a key, but you can enter a code. And, um, those, those typically run somewhere between about, you know, 75 and a hundred bucks, depending on, on when you find them. I really like that because, you know, you can again program multiple passcodes and then get a passcode out. So it's a, it's a little more analog approach. But it's nice so that you don't have to keep giving people keys and, and you don't get locked out. Yeah. And, and what I did once I got the Kivo lock is I just moved that one to the back door so I can get in through my back door with the code, which is nice because sometimes I'm working in the backyard and for some reason, someone in my family locks the door without thinking that I'm out there. So it's nice to be able to get back in the house. Yeah, I've got I've got this one, the uh, just the regular code one on my garage door, which is nice. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by Balance Open. Balance Open is a free open source Mac app for checking Coinbase. Coinbase is a popular marketplace for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Balance Open is the best open source digital wallet to help you keep track of everything. Now, for a lot of people out there, you've probably heard of Bitcoin, but aren't exactly familiar with what it's about. Balance wants to help teach you about cryptocurrencies, and they're going to do that by starting you on your way. And that starts with free money. Go to bal.money slash relay. The first 1,000 people that go there will receive $2 in Ethereum currency for free as a gift from Balance. It gets you started and kind of gets you on your way. Cryptocurrencies are for real. They're just not something you see in spy movies anymore. You can actually have currency in these systems. We're hearing from lots of listeners that are trying this stuff out. We're probably going to do some content on this next year. But if you want to get started, go to bal.money slash relay today and get that free $2 in Ethereum currency. Go check it out today, find out more, and try Balance Open. And our thanks to Balance for the support of this show. All right, Katie Floyd, I have an analog pick this year. I haven't done that for a while. Okay. Um, this year, uh, our friends over at Studio Neat uh, came out with a new product that I was int intrigued by. Well, I'm intrigued by almost all their products. Yeah, it's called a panel book and it's just a, it's a notebook for uh, working at your desk, which doesn't really make sense for a geek like me, right? I do everything digitally, but sometimes it does make sense to have a way to write something down. And traditionally I just have a stack of note cards on my desk, but I got this, uh, this panel book. So, so what it is, it's a notebook and it's got dotted paper. So it's got this dot matrix on it. So you can kind of draw lines and, and basically turn it to whatever form you want. The physical size of the paper is 
I don't have a, a ruler in front of me, but it's about, I think about 11 or 12 inches long and about six inches high. It's just, a, it's just about the same size as the Magic Keyboard, the Mac, if you imagine that. So it's a weird size for a notebook in that it's really wide and kind of uh, height-wise, kind of narrow, uh, which is kind of the opposite of what you normally see for a notebook. But it's perfect if you spend your day working at the uh, desk in front of a computer because it fits right underneath the keyboard. So quite often I'll keep it underneath my arms, underneath the keyboard. And if somebody calls and tells me something quickly and I don't have the right place to put it, I just take a pin out, I jot it down. Um, the The workflow I've been doing with it is uh, uh, every, I, I try to use one or two pages a week in ter terms of just kind of assign them to it. And then I can go back and find things that way. I also, which is unusual for me, have started putting two or three really big bucket items on there. And I have all this stuff tracked in OmniFocus, but sometimes just writing down four things for the week that are super important to me and just having it there in front of me all week kind of helps. Uh, so I've started using these panel books. I really like them. I bought a couple of them. Uh, the way they, they sell it, you can index them and put on the, the spine of it, you know, when you got it. So you can go back and find your records that way. Uh, and it's, it's just a really nice way if you want to add an analog touch to your desk. And, and I, once again, I have an add-on pick because I was not, you know, I just had kind of a crappy little ballpoint pen I was using with it. And I started thinking, you know what, if I'm going to have this fancy paper at my desk, I should have a fancy pen too. So, you know, our friend Mike Hurley has a podcast called The Pen Addict, which I don't listen to, but I did, I did talk to Mike on Slack and he pointed me at the Kuwaiko uh, Sport AL, which is a little fountain pen that has a cap that screws on the top you could put in your pocket and not worry about it leaking all over the place and they're really nice they're made out of aluminum and i got the extra fine nib and uh and i found a, a great website i've used them before jetpins.com we'll put a link in the show notes and these are great little fountain pens so i've got a nice pen and then i set a paper here and it brings me a little bit of a smile. And I didn't know if I'd stick with this or not. I've been doing it now for about four or five months and it, it's it's stuck with me. And I, I do find a use for this stuff. I mean, I'm not super into analog stuff. I'm not somebody that's going to start handwriting out my books and my blog posts. And I know some people really go deep down that rabbit hole. Uh, but I do like the ability to have a, a pen and some paper nearby to get a few things done. So that that's a nice... It's a nice thing I've enjoyed this year. I think it would be a nice gift for a geek in your life. Yeah, I have great envy for people who have beautiful penmanship. Uh, I don't know whether that's you or not. Uh, it is not. I, I seem to recall it wasn't. Um, but but also who have the ability. I'm just I'm just looking at the the website for um, uh, for the Pano book, and and of course they're not going to put pictures of people with ugly penmanship and and those types of things on their website. I, I get that. But I mean, my my book would just be a hot mess and would make absolutely no sense. But no, of course, all the pictures they show are these the very neatly designed and organized pages that are, you know, just perfectly laid out. So uh, in, in my mind, I think that's what I would love to be able to do. But I, I've, I've never had that skill. I've, I've always been, been horrific on paper. Well, it, it, the nice thing about this is because it's these dots, you can take a ruler and turn any page into any format you want. Like I put that little big task list down the right side for kind of each week. And then uh, I even, I put things in there like somebody gives me a phone number or uh, just last night I'm working on a screencast for uh, 
a software developer that's got a new product coming out. So I've been working on their screencast and I had to get some very specific screen size measurements and things in Screenful to get things just right. And I didn't really have a place to write all this stuff down and I put it in the panel book. And it's not like I need that historically, but it's just, it's just a useful thing. But then I mix in with it. Sometimes I'll have random thoughts or somebody will say something to me funny on the phone or my, my kid will say something to me that's really touching and I'll just write it down in there. So it's kind of a mix of kind of hippie nonsense and just kind of practical things that are easy to write down. And, and I'm not trying to turn this into a big thing because some people go really nuts with the analog and paper and stuff, but it is nice. This panel book is really a nice middle ground for me. And then getting the fancy pen was a good idea too. Um, I had a, a ball, I had a fountain pen already, but it had a, a wider nib and that's not good. The really extra fine is good for books like this because you want to have a, a room for detail. All right, um, I'm going to go back to digital and also something that, that I want to put on my desk. And you and I have both been tremendous fans of Anchor. And uh, they make batteries, they make power ports, they make, is it Qi charge? Qi? No, come on. Help me out with this. Qi. 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 Uh, I, I hear it different from everybody. Q chargers? I don't know. Oh, boy. I should have. I want to call them a Q charger because, you know, I like Q and... He's kind of one of my guys, but anyway, I know that I know that that's not right. Anyway, uh, I'll figure it out before before we get to there. But uh, Anchor makes a um, they've they've made these uh, four and five port chargers for a while that would that you could just you know have as a place where you could plug in and, and charge all of your your USB accessories, which is great. And and I've I've had one of these for a while, you know, that I could just stick in the laundry room and it would be kind of a charging station where you know people could just plug in. Well, now Anchor makes a USB-C five-port charger, and what's great about this is it has four USB-C. I'm sorry, four USB-A ports, um, and that you can plug all of your regular USB cables into. So uh, you can plug your phone, you can plug your iPad, you can plug your watch, um, and it will allow simultaneous multi-device charging at high speed. So you're going to get full-speed charging, and your devices are going to charge pretty quickly. But then they've also added a USB-C port. And that USB-C port, um, I believe, will power up to 60 watts of power, which is almost enough to charge um, It's a, a MacBook Pro 13-inch. Now, if you've got a 15-inch, it's enough to keep it going, but it probably won't charge it that quickly. But if this is something that you're using at your desk and you don't need to charge it as quickly as possible, you just kind of need to keep it going and maybe trickle charge it or you leave it there overnight and it just is going to be charged by morning. Um, this to me is an ideal charger. If you have a Mac MacBook or a 13 inch MacBook pro um, to, to maybe replace the standard Apple charger to keep this at your desk, because it will not only do a reasonable job of charging that computer, but you can also then have a place at your desk to charge all of your other, because I'm, I'm just looking at my desk and I've got, at least three USB cables that I can see for charging and plugging in things in addition to uh, my MacBook Pro charger. So it's kind of an all-in-one solution. Or it'd be great, you know, to take on the road. Maybe I need two of them because you can take them on the road and then everything gets charged when you go. Yeah, I have one Velcro to the bottom of my desk and I've got a USB-C cable in there. So if I have a laptop up here, I can just charge it. And it doesn't have to charge fast if you're going to leave it plugged in overnight. Uh, and it is a good thing for travel. So here's here's a here's a power uh, user tip. Uh, so I have this too, and it's got a bunch of USB 
table uh, female ports in there so you can get lightning and micro USB and different ports coming in. I've got a couple of these coming up my desk. But uh, the trick I found was, because I've got some of them that are plugged into the Anchor and some of them that are plugged in directly to the Mac. Like when I'm screencasting, I, I want to have a wired connection directly into the back of the Mac. Um, so what I did was I got off um, Amazon some some extra long uh, lightning uh, cables that are red. And the ones that are red coming out the back of the desk are the ones that are plugged in the Mac. And then the other ones are not. And you can even get more detailed. Like I also, I use blue for micro USB and red for um, uh, lightning plugged into the Mac and black for just charging lightning cables. So I have a whole color code system at my desk. As I pull things out, I know what what's going where. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, if you can't think of a gift for somebody, uh, first of all, listen to the rest of the show because you will. But uh, if you still can't, I would say go to Amazon and type Anchor. And if there's a geek in your life, there is probably something you're going to want from them because they make good products. You can rely on them. It's a good company. I'm using their um, their wireless chargers for my iPhone 10. And, uh, you know, they're just it's like it's nice having Anchor around because it is one of the few companies I feel like that makes these type of products that you can rely on on shipping something that's not junk. Yes. And I have a feeling we'll hear from them more on the show later. Oh, yes, we will. OK, uh, my turn. So many to choose from, Katie Floyd. So many to choose from. Um, You know what I'd like to talk? We, we're on the subject of cables. Um, I bought some cables from Amazon that I thought would be okay. They weren't Anchor, <laughs> but I thought they'd be okay. Turns out they weren't okay. Not only would they not transfer data, they also um, uh, would not charge my devices on a trip. And then I also bought a couple of those cables that had the interchangeable ends where you could take one cable, it would be micro USB or lightning, you know, and, and that also failed me. And I said, you know, these are great ideas, poor, but poor execution. Who makes a really good cable that has multiple ends on it that I can take on a trip and rely upon it working. So I started asking around to some of my geek friends and several people pointed to me to Nomad. And Nomad is a company that made um, watch bands and wallets. They make a lot of cool kind of tech related stuff. Looking through my notes, I even picked their uh, their watch band for the Apple Watch a couple of years ago because I have the leather one and I use it all the time. And so I got some of their cables and these are the best cables. I really like them. They're solid, they're thick, they're um they're made by a company that you can rely upon. They they have these plastic ends on the cables that protect the ends from getting damaged and they're connected in a way that's smart and also in a way where they can't get lost like the Apple Pencil lid can. And uh they make a couple different cables. They make one that is uh just a lightning cable but just a solid heavy duty lightning cable. They make one that is a, a lightning cable with a battery in the middle of it, which is kind of crazy, but it has a battery in line with the cable so that, you know, that might be of use to you. Uh, but the ones I really love are the ones that have multiple ends as micro USB, USB-C and um, lightning all on one cable. And it works. It's it's like something you can take on a trip and rely upon it. Um, and I know it's it sounds weird to, uh, weird to wax poetic about cables, but these are some of the best cables and just holding it. You just know it's solid. Like it has the tie on it. Uh, I'm very happy with them. Uh, so uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but uh, if you want to get somebody kind of like the Cadillac of, of cables, check out these nomads. I saw, I think um, the other David uh, had these at uh, Milo fest 
It was they were they were very interesting. They didn't look like they were going to go anywhere. Yeah, no, they're they are solid cable. Like I said, it's just they're just really nice. And um, they've got a a short like six inch one, and they've got a one and a half foot one for the multi end cable, and that's just perfect for for travel. Um, speaking of which, I I find myself in need of a flash drive, and. I know that sounds ridiculous because how many flash drives do we have sitting in our drawers that we've been given and have accumulated over the years? And I, in fact, I even have a flash drive on my keychain and I look at it and these are all USB-A flash drives. And I look at my computer and there's not a USB-A port on it anymore. And I'm like, hmm, this poses a problem. And they do make USB-C flash drives, which is great for my computer, but does not work for anybody else. So great, I get something off my computer and then I go take it to somebody else and I'm like, hmm, what do I do with this? And so it's, it, you know, I, I realized that a couple of years from now, this will probably be a solved problem, but it's the world that we live in right now. So I found that SanDisk makes a dual USB flash drive and um, it's a little bigger than what I would like, but it's not huge um, because I'm so used to carrying around these teeny, teeny, tiny flash drives that fit on my keychain. But uh, they make a flash drive that has a little slider on it. And on one end, you push out and a USB-C port comes out and you pull it back and pull it out on the other end and a USB-A port comes out. And so it's a flash. You can get them anywhere from 16 gigs all the way up to 256 gigs. And so it's a flash drive that I can finally use without any adapters to take stuff from my computer to anyone else's. Yeah, I saw one in the Apple store recently that was like that. And it was um, it was two male ports. It was USB-C uh, and USB-A on the other end. And that was just like they were just like a con it looked like almost like a connector. And but you could just plug it in from either end to whichever device you wanted. I don't know who the manufacturer of it was, but I do think it's that's a good product at this time as we're kind of going through this transition and you don't know when you're going to be in a computer that has a USB-C versus the uh, traditional USB-A port. So, so did you get one? No, it's on my list, but I, I will get one at some point. Yeah. I have to put these things on my gift list because nobody knows what to get me for Christmas. I, I'm curious to see what the speed of that is. Yeah. It's a catch 22 for me because everybody says, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? So I, I load up this Amazon wish list with all of these things and they're like, I'm not buying you that. That that looks like a technology thing. I'm not buying you that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm like, we're geeks. We what, can't help ourselves. What do you want me to do? So now I've added like a whole bunch of what I call filler stuff to my Amazon wish list. I'm like, here are some candles, you know, you know, but but they are electric candles, you know. So I'm like, all right, we'll try that. The um, this next one for me is is something that we talk about. I feel like we've talked about this on the show several times over the last six months. Uh, but I, I just want to put it on the holiday gift list because this is something everybody who owns an iPhone can use. It's the Studio Neat Glyph, and it's the the latest and greatest tripod mount for an iPhone. Uh, and it doesn't matter which iPhone you have because this thing, the way it's made, they they've perfected the design. And we talked about this a little bit last week with Austin, so I don't want to go into it in great detail. But it's a it's a little clip that that has a ratchet system in it and a little trigger you press. So you can change it to the size to fit, whether you've got a big iPhone, a small iPhone, whether it's in a case or not in a case, but it's just the, 
it's just the greatest solution for getting your phone connected to a tripod. And then once you connect it to a tripod, your pictures, it's like the biggest improvement to your camera you can make in terms of taking great pictures, especially if you're shooting in low light or just want to do some kind of trick photography with your iPhone. Um, I, I really believe this is the best solution out there to do that. It's not that much money. It's a great little gift. Um, and like I said, this is to buy somebody else or even to put on your own list. It, it's just a great way to uh, to improve your iPhone photography. This episode of MagPower Users is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Enter offer code MPU at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain and award-winning templates and a whole lot more. So maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace just has you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support that will help you when you need it. And they will let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your greatest ideas. So I just got my notice that my Squarespace domain is coming off for renewal. And I remember very distinctly when I decided to join Squarespace. I was using another website provider. And I remember I got a notice that my website was offline from somebody on Twitter. It had probably been offline for hours. And it was a whole ordeal. I had to go in the back end and find a backup copy of my database and rebuild it and do all of those things. And I thought, never again, never again am I going to do this. And I never have ever since I joined Squarespace. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code MPU at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Mac Power users. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So my next pick is something that I had absolutely no interest in. In fact, I thought it was a little stupid and overpriced until I saw it in person. And then I was like, ooh, that's pretty. I want one of those. <laughs> so you know how this happens. Uh, and again, this is another, um, I want to call it MiloFest, but MacTrack Legal is the the conference that, that you've gone to a couple of times that I typically go to every year down at Disney World. Um, and, and those guys always have the latest and, and greatest toys that I can take a look at. Uh, and this is the leather sleeve for the iPad Pro. And when it when Apple originally released it, you know, it's $129. And I'm like, why why don't why don't I want a leather sleeve for my iPad Pro? I mean I've got I've got the keyboard case on it. I've got a little thin black cover on it just so it doesn't get scratched up on the back. I I don't I don't need this. This is this is superfluous. It's what whatever. This is just a complete waste of money. And then a couple of people have them there and they're so pretty. And, you know, Apple does nice leather cases. Yeah, it's just other Apple's just generally good with leather lately. I mean, the, the watch bands are nice and the, they're really good with leather and they've got that Apple logo on them and they smell good and they feel good. And they, uh, you know, they've got that place to stick your Apple pencil, which who knows if I bought a case like this, maybe I'd have to get an Apple pencil at some point in the future. Um, it, it just was a very, very elegant solution for carrying your iPad around. Yeah, Federico had one at WWDC. I think it was they had given it to him with the with the demo iPad. And one of the comments he made was it's nice to, it's just like you put it down on a table and you put your iPad on it and it doesn't move. It's kind of like a 
a placemat for your iPad when you're not storing it in there. My iPad doesn't normally move when I put it down on the table. Well, maybe he's more aggressive. Does your iPad iPad. move when you put it down on the table? Well, it depends. Like, well, for instance, sometimes I like, I take my iPad to Starbucks all the time and there's like one table and it's really nice. And there's one table that's kind of got a rough surface. And I like to lay my iPad on the table and, um, and then draw on it or like use the pencil to do work. And I don't want to put it on the rough table because it's going to scratch up the back of it. So that kind of gives you a little buffer. I don't have a leather case, but I have admired them in the store. I was at the Apple store a few days ago, and now they have one for the MacBook too, which looks very nice if you're a MacBook driver. Yes, but it's only for the small MacBook. I I would, after seeing the Apple leather one, I would probably get one for my MacBook Pro if they made them for the MacBook, for the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Okay, well, I'll have to talk to you about me using a MacBook at some point, but not today. Yeah, wait, wait, hang on. You had a MacBook, then you got a MacBook Pro, and then you had a 15-inch MacBook Pro, and now you're back to a MacBook? Um, like I said, I'll have to talk to you about that someday. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it. Uh, on the uh, theme of iPhone photography, uh, and this is another one we talked about last week, but it's totally worth inclusion in the, um, in the uh, gift pick show, is some of these third-party lenses for your iPhone. If, like I said, if you're like me and you're trying to make a go of it with your iPhone, um, I did some research this week. Uh, Austin was talking about moment lenses as his favorite, and I started looking at those. Those look, those look really nice. They've got a system where you can buy a case from them that has like a screw in it. So you screw the lens into the case. You don't have to do something goofy with a attaching like adhesive to your phone to make the lens system work. They're very good lenses. If you want something a little less expensive and probably a little less in quality, Allo Clip has some really nice things. Uh, one of the things I like about the Allo Clip is they have one that's got like the macro and the wide angle all in one like device that just clips over the top of the phone. Uh, they sell those in the Apple store. So that's an easy one if you want to go to the mall and get that for somebody. Not quite as nice, but they're still very nice. If you want to go all the way, then I would recommend going with the Moment lenses. I haven't, uh, I'm recommending Moment without having used them. I use the Allo Clips with several of my uh, phones in the past. I think I'm going to put these on my Christmas list this year, but, um, you know, because Austin recommended them. But but there's a lot of nice lenses out there for your phone. I, I don't do a ton of photography on my phone, and I feel like the iPhone 10 camera is such a leap forward that for me it's probably good enough. But at the, if I did, I would definitely look at one of these. Well, I noticed like one of the things, like I don't think I need a zoom. I don't really think I need a macro, but, and I don't really, I'm not a big fan of the fisheye lenses. You know, every, I just don't like the look of the fisheye that much. I know that there's a, that's a great effect and once in a while it makes sense, but both Allo Clip and, and uh, Moment make a lens that's just kind of like a more of a wide angle lens that doesn't fisheye everything. And even just like going to this birthday party with my daughter, I was like, there was a couple places in there where I was trying to take pictures of people around a table and I just couldn't get them in. And, you know, doing a panoramic sitting at a table, it doesn't come out that good because everybody's too close. And like, I I could see myself wanting one of these lenses. So this is a pick. This is on my list, I guess I'll say. (laughs) But the, um, and I'll report back if I, if, if Santa's good to me, but the, um, but I, I think that this is something worth checking out. 
So I was talking, uh, we're talking about iPhone accessories. Um, I think we need to mention the Qi chargers. I, I had a momentary lapse and I now recall that's, that's how you pronounce it. It's, it's Q, spelled QI, but it's pronounced Qi chargers. Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounds good. I, I think that's what they said in the keynote now that you say it. Yes. So these are the wireless charging stations that, man, you just type in Qi charger on Amazon and you will get a gazillion different results. Um, and, and if you, <laughs> there's been a lot of discussion in our Facebook group about uh, whether wireless charging is good, whether it's bad. Um, uh, there, there was someone in the Facebook group who, who wrote a, um, a post about, you know, his thoughts on why wireless charging was just ridiculous and um, I thankfully it didn't turn into a flame thing because our Facebook group is really good. But there were a lot of people who wrote back and, well, let me tell you why it's not. And let me tell you how I'm really using wireless charging and how it's been very helpful to me. So I thought there was a really good discussion about wireless charging on the Facebook group. I have not been that interested in wireless charging. But after reading that post on the Facebook group, I went ahead and I ordered one of these uh, Qi chargers from Amazon. It has not arrived yet. It will be here um, in a couple of days. Uh, because I think some of the the more popular ones are are just getting back ordered and they're having a hard time. I I bought the Anchor one. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same one that you did, but Anchor seems to keep coming out with a lot of them. But I know a lot of people um, are really recommending the Mophie wireless charging base station that Apple sells. And there are a couple of things to look for when you're looking for the the station. Um, wireless charging in general is going to typically be slower than plugging your phone in with a cable. Um, your Apple, your phone comes with that five watt power adapter and most wireless charging mats, that's the best you're gonna do is, is five watts. And currently, as we record this, that's what the iPhone supports. However, there is, if, if you consider this fast charging, um, uh, coming to the iPhone, the ability to fast charge by wireless, which will increase to a whole, you know, 7.5 watts. Of, of charging, which will supposedly give you about a, a 30 minute increase and then will charge your iPhone 30 minutes faster, which in the grand scheme of things probably isn't that much, but I, I guess every little bit helps. Um, and so I would really only consider the, the Qi charging stations that support that fast charging standard. So I would take a look at that. That supposedly from Apple is coming. Um, it's in the 7.2 beta and supposedly is going to be released when 7.2 is going to be released. 11.2. I'm, I'm sorry, 11.2. Uh, is released at the end of the year. Um, so I, I would take a look at that. And then um, a lot of people are commenting that, you know, one of the issues with the with the Qi chargers is that if your phone vibrates, if you've got vibrations turned on, you really have to have your phone, you know, centered on the charger kind of in the sweet spot, or you won't charge, or you won't get optimal charging. And so you kind of want one that has a little, little bit more texture, or a little bit more rubberized. Um, and some people prefer charging mats that are that are flat, that lie down. Some people prefer charging mats that are that are more like a stand or more like a dock so that you can see your phone. But, you know, a lot of it's personal preference and there is a ton of stuff out there. So David, I know you bought one of these recently. Which which one did you buy and, and what has your experience been? Yeah, I got the Anchor and honestly, I just went in kind of a lark. It's the $20 Anchor one on Amazon. It's got a super ugly like radar symbol on top in white, which I don't know why they put that there. And it's got LEDs on it that are way too bright that I put 
some of my 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 grandfather's black electrical tape over <laughs> immediately but uh, so i don't know how good it is i haven't even researched it this was i just said okay well i can wireless charge and you were giving me grief about this last week but it's really nice oh, i was yes when you're sitting at your desk just to lay it on the thing and it's charging i don't have to fiddle with a cable and for me the like i said last week i i get up and walk around when i'm on the phone i'm getting calls all day and and just fiddling with the you know plugging and unplugging the phone because to me if a if a phone is on a table and there is power near I will plug it in it's just you know a um, a neuroses of mine that I must always be charging and this gives me a way to do it that's much less intrusive um, uh, ABC always be charging how's that um, but the uh, it's, so I don't think I have a particularly good one and I don't know what I'll do if Apple you know Apple's supposed to make this charging mat that will charge an Apple watch and a phone. And I guess if you buy a special case, the AirPods and maybe the next generation Apple pencil, I don't know that necessarily I would even get one of those, but, but having a thing on my desk that I can lay my phone on and have it charge at all times is pretty great, but I'm not sure this is the final charger. And I just wanted to try it out in principle first without spending a ton of money. And uh, so it's, it's anchor. It's a company you can rely on. It's the $20 one. I don't, how much was the one that you bought? Um, well, so yours is now 18 and mine is 23, but I, I looked at yours. If it's the one that I think it is, it doesn't support fast charging. Yeah, it's got a really ugly yeah, radar symbol. Yeah, it's got a big top. ugly. Yeah, so I put the link to mine in the show notes because I think it's the better one. <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, I kind of blew it there, didn't I? Yeah, you know, that's all right. Well, but, you know, you can spend anywhere from 15 to 50 plus dollars on these. So, you know, I, I, I think one of one of my goals is I, I didn't want to spend much more than about 30 bucks, but I, you know, and I wanted something decent in size. I, I have a specific idea of where I want mine. I mean, at my bedside, I, I have a clock radio dock that I charge my phone in every night. And on my desks, I have docks that I just put my phone in. And I, I'm very happy with that. Maybe maybe a wireless charger would be fine for my phone. I don't know. But um, in the evening, when I'm, you know, on the couch or on the chair, um, I have a tripod uh, lamp that that has a little table inside of it, you know, so you can put a drink or you can put your TV remote. And um, I often will set my phone there. And so my phone is nearby if it rings on, you know, I can grab it from the couch or, or wherever. And because it's a lamp, obviously, it's next to a, a power outlet. So I thought, you know, that's that's probably a pretty good place to put this wireless charger because the charger, you know, kind of looks like a coaster. It's about the size of a coaster. Um, I just have to keep my guests from putting their drinks on top of it, I guess. I wonder wonder if I could put a coaster on top of the, the Qi charger. Do you think that would work? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just feel like the um, I know it sounds silly, but just the convenience of not having to fiddle with plugging it into a lightning cable every time you set it down and pick it up, which I do multiple times a day, that improves my life. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's goofy, but it, it's true. So uh, it, it's a nice feature. And, um, and you're right, it doesn't charge as fast, but if I'm laying it in there all day, or even like if I want to play a podcast through the phone while it's laying on the Qi charger, I know it's not losing power while that's happening. It's not necessarily getting a lot of power added, but I can run the speaker and everything. And then when I get up to go to my meeting, the phone is still in good shape. We had a lot of people bring up good points about wireless charging. You know, number one is it keeps the lightning port free so you can do other things. You can you can have headphones plugged in or you can you can um, do whatever you want with it. Um, you know, number two, it, it if nothing else, you know, it's just maintaining its battery. You know, even if you're doing something else with it, at least your phone's maintaining its battery. Um, and we had a lot of a couple of people write into the Facebook group 
you know, just saying that, you know, from kind of an accessibility issue, um, someone wrote in and said that, you know, their parents, you know, have significant arthritis in their hands and, you know, fiddling with the, the little teeny tiny lightning thing and the where does it go and, you know, getting it just so uh, it, it seems like a very minimal thing. I just plug the lightning cable in. But, you know, if your hands don't quite work right, that's that's a problem. Well, I got another one. Uh, and this is something that I've recently added to my desk. I, I use an iMac most of the days. And ergonomically, as I understand it, you're supposed to be looking roughly at the middle of your screen, you know, uh, vertically. Uh, and I've always had my my uh, my iMac just with the little foot sitting on my desk. And the way it works out is I'm if I look straight ahead, I'm looking at the at the menu bar. I'm not really looking at the middle of the screen. So I thought. I should try and raise it. So I put it on some books for a couple of weeks and it, it did seem like it was more comfortable that way. So I wanted to do it right. And uh, of course I went to 12 South, which is a company that makes a lot of Apple hardware related uh, accessories. And they make this thing called the high rise stand. And the one I bought is, is for the iMac. It's on the way. This is something I just bought myself, Katie. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's a great product. Yeah. So it's like a little, um, it's a replacement for putting your Mac on books. It's a, and it's got a little drawer inside of it. So like some of the clutter on my desk, I can put inside there and close it behind the door, which will make me happy. Did you put your toys in there? No, my toys stay on my desk. I They, they don't get hidden. What's the point of having a toy on your desk if you can't see it? Just checking. Besides, my toys are largely dolls. You know, last year I, I picked, um, was it um, the, the company where I buy these dolls from? My, my, my wife makes fun of me routinely about it, but my dolls would not fit in the drawer. By the way, if you'd like to know right now, I've got Ray and um, BB-8 on my desk because maybe I'll take a picture. We can put a picture in the show notes, right? I'll put Ray in the show notes uh, because, you know, the new movie's coming out in a couple months and I just wanted to have Ray around to kind of keep not, me. Not in a couple months, next month, soon, like in a couple of weeks. That's true. Can't wait. Anyway, so I got the high-rise stand. When I was looking at them, they make a really nice one for the MacBook. If you're a MacBook person, they've got a cool one for the iPhone. If you, want, I mean, of course, 12 South has got all the Apple products covered, but uh, it's a it's a very nice little accessory for um, for getting your device up off the desk, and uh, it's a nice gift, I think. Or you could just buy it for yourself in November, like I did. This episode of the Mac Power Users is sponsored by One Password. Celebrating the release of 1Password version 7 for iOS, it's awesome and you should go download it now. It's hard to believe it, but 1Password is up to version 7. They just released it and it's a great update. I talked with some of the team at 1Password and this update is all about efficiency. As you might know, 1Password has these great hooks it can put in other applications so it can go and automatically fill in the password for you. But not all apps support that. And when that's the case, it used to be a pain. You'd have to go to 1Password and get the login name, then copy and paste it. Then you'd have to go back and get the actual password and copy and paste it. All of that was time consuming. So the team at 1Password decided to solve that problem. Now it's all done automatically. After you copy your username and paste it in another application, when you go back into 1Password, it will automatically copy your password for that login. You don't have to go back and do those steps manually. It just happens. Another way the new 1Password is more efficient is handling favorites. There's no faster way to access an item than by adding it as a favorite in 1Password. Now when you tap on an item in favorites, you'll see all the details you want to copy in a beautiful array of bubbles right there. Just tap on the bubble and then you've copied it to the clipboard. It saves you a bunch of navigation and extra steps. 
They also thought about efficiency with better keyboard support, and of course the application is faster. In fact, the new version is up to 33% faster with Unlock, and they've seen a 400% increase in stability, which is kind of crazy to me because the application has never crashed for me, but apparently they found a way to make it even more stable. Now you get all of that plus the iPhone 10 support, so if you're an iPhone 10 user, now you've got Face ID, and as I said on the show, Face ID is amazing with 1Password. It is so convenient just to look at your phone and unlock a website or an ID or get into your 1Password data. There's a bunch more with this new update. Go check it out. You'll love it. If you haven't subscribed to 1Password, you should. Go to onepasswordcom MPU in all caps and you get 20% off. Securing your data and your internet presence is now more important than ever before, and you can easily do that with 1Password. Once again, that's onepasswordcom MPU. And thank you, 1Password, for supporting the Mac Power users. All right, so what's next, Katie? My next pick is something that kind of helps me get through the day, although I, I don't use it every day, but I definitely use it when I have a little extra time. I have never been a real fussy coffee person. I, I know a lot of geeks, you know, have these big, elaborate processes for, for coffee and tea. And I know you've talked a little bit about your, your tea procedure, but I do like a nice procedure is the right word. By the way. Yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about that. Um, but I really do like a nice cup of coffee. And I, uh, last year got a French press and I love it. It makes, and I have not fiddled with a whole lot of other methods. And so don't tell me about your arrow presses and all that. I I'm very happy with my French press. But I am coming from someone who just uses Keurig pods, you know, and, and I was very happy with that. So I take a pod, stick it in, boom, had, you know, 30 seconds later would have a cup of coffee and, and off I would go. And that's kind of fine for your everyday cup of coffee, whatever. But when I want a really nice cup of coffee and when I want to go through a process and enjoy it, I go down to there's a little bagel bakery uh, that's uh, just uh, about a half mile from my house. Sometimes I'll walk down there. Um, they, um, the owners there have this mission trip to Guatemala and then they buy their own beans and that's, it's this whole thing. And so they sell these beans, they make these amazing beans. And so I buy my beans there and then I grind my beans and I put them in the French press. Uh, and it is great, but it's a whole process because you have, I have this electric kettle and you have to boil the water and then grind the beans, put the beans in the French press. It, it's, it's about 12 minutes to make coffee because it, it takes a few minutes for the, um, for the water to boil in the electric kettle. And then I, I do six tablespoons of coffee and then I let it um, steep for six minutes before I serve it. And that's kind of what I was taught and that it works well for me. Katie, 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 you've got a coffee procedure. I do have a coffee procedure, yes. I'm just saying, you can't judge me anymore. But um, so I, I pull out the kettle, I pull out the French press, I pull out the beans, I pull out the grinder. It's, it's a whole thing. And uh, it's it's great. I, I really enjoy it. And it it's about and it's really, really hot cup of coffee. So it takes about 12 minutes, 10, 12 minutes to make. And then, you know, it's nice 30, 45 minutes. I sit on the patio and enjoy it. And then it's a nice break in the day for a nice cup of French press. So I will put my uh, and it's not that expensive, you know, so the French press was probably like 20 bucks and the kettle was another 20 bucks and a coffee grinder is probably 20 bucks. But if you really want a nice cup of coffee do that. Yeah, you know, it's funny because people always send me that there's like a tea robot that like you put it, you know, it like drops and steeps for you and everything. And I have zero interest in that stuff. But for me, making tea is not that hard. You know, I, I heat water, I put the tea in, I, you know, after a minute or two, I pull it out and I drink my tea. 
Um, but the, um, but as a geek like me, you would think that, you know, a T robot would be a really cool thing. But for me, it's, I, I kind of like the ritual, just making it myself and it doesn't take a lot of extra gear. Well, and, and that's part of it is I will say that in addition to, you know, it's just a nice break to make the cup of coffee. It, it makes a really good cup of coffee because, you know, when you go pop a K-cup in a Keurig, it's, you know, 30 seconds and then boom, you're back to work. And it's kind of swill. I mean, honestly. Well, I, it's I don't. it's better than a lot. I mean, I... The tea is terrible. Let's just say I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. But the tea out of a Keurig is terrible. I will tell you, I started using the Keurig because when I worked at an office or other people's offices, it was just, you know, whatever coffee that they would make would be just whatever the office coffee in, you know, someone would add cinnamon to it and someone would add whatever to it. It was just like, whoa, stop. Um, and so that was significantly better than whatever good luck this was made a couple hours ago coffee you would have. All right. Um, I have a pick. This pick was actually controversial for me because it's a sponsor. And I was, at first I picked them, I put them on the list and I took them off. I'm like, they're a sponsor. Then everybody's going to say I'm doing this because they're a sponsor. But then you're like, well, that's not really fair because they're a sponsor. shouldn't mean I can't recommend them. So I'll just say it. I love these Eros, the, this new mesh networking. I feel like the whole world has changed in terms of internet networking and building your Wi Fi network in your house. Uh, I use Eero because. Uh, they are a sponsor and that's the one I first got and I've had no reason to want to try any of the other competition. I know there's other people out there that make them. So I guess I would say look for a good mesh networking system because it really changes a lot. I mean, our house, I talked about it in the ad spots, but I mean, we used to have this problem where my kids would use up my wireless data and I don't think they did it maliciously. They just didn't even realize it because the the wireless network in the house was so cruddy that their phone would revert to the, you know, to the wireless data. And then they'd watch a movie or something and we'd blow through our data for the month. And all that stuff just went away with the arrow. It works in the backyard. It works all throughout the house. I'm, I'm just really happy with it. I just actually um, signed up. Arrow now has a thing where they do kind of like a net nanny thing where they can monitor your traffic. I'm trying that out for a month. Because we've got a lot of teenage boys at the house lately. <laughs> I know that sounds really judgmental, but I just I just feel like I don't want any, any nonsense going on my home network. And hey, did you see that they're now bundling that with like one password and encrypt.me, which is formerly cloak? Yeah, I, I, I just saw the email come through today. I haven't read it yet. I saved it for tomorrow. So uh, I'll have to check out, but I, I'm trying their, their system. It's, it's for, I think the first 30 days is free. I'm going to try it out. My, my youngest daughter is now at the age where we have a lot of teenage boys around the house all the time. And, and I just want to kind of lock things down better, but, but that's not the thing I'm talking about. Just the Eero is a great system. My mother-in-law is having tons of problems with their wireless network. Every time uh, I go over there, I try and get it working for her again. And it's because of the hardware so bad. And I'm, I'm so tempted to just buy an Aero kit for her for Christmas and go over and set it up. I, I think that might be a present for me as much as for her. I, I did the same thing for my parents. I, I got one in my house and it worked so well that, um, I got one for their house and it solved all of my problems with their wireless, which was good. I think that technology is for real now. And if you're interested That'd be a, a nice gift for yourself or somebody else. So this might be a little controversial, a little, little interesting. Uh, I am going to pick an Amazon Fire TV stick. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my Apple TV. My Apple TV is my primary box, and that is where I watch almost all of my content. But yeah, so so what's the case for that? Like, I, I am an Apple TV owner, so I don't know why I would need one of those. What's the what's the 
the use case? So there are a couple of use cases. First off, the Fire TV stick is 40 bucks. Um, you can usually get them for 35 or, you know, refurbished and sometimes even less on like Prime Day and Black Friday. So it's. Yeah, but I've, but I've already gone in with Apple TV. I've already paid for it. Right. But I, I have two Apple TVs. I have an Apple TV in my living room and an Apple TV in my bedroom, which are the two places that I primarily watch TV. And I have a TV in my guest room. Actually, I have two guest rooms. So I have two TVs in guest rooms. Um, and from time to time, I travel and I'm actually going to be going through a little stunt where I'm going to be traveling a little bit more for a work thing. And I still want to have access to much of my content while I'm traveling and unhooking my Apple TV and, and moving it and hooking it back up. And all of those things is, is kind of a pain. And I, I've had a lot of family that have been in over the summer who have been staying with me. And I have Amazon, I just had what I'll call dumb TVs, you know, not smart TVs. I have had Amazon Fire, basically taking this this $40 Fire Stick or less, I got mine cheaper. I, one of them I bought for 20 bucks because it was like when they first launched deal. And one of them I bought for less. And plugging them into the TVs in my guest bedroom, um, have taken those dumb TVs and turned them into smart TVs. And my guests absolutely love them. So uh, when my cousin and his wife stayed with me, they just said, you have no idea how great this is. They're like, we never get to watch TV when we're at home because we're always taking care of our kids. And, you know, we, we caught up on Netflix and we got to watch Amazon stuff. And, you know, they it, it was something that they had never seen and they'd never explored before. And, you know, now they're they're going to go get one or whatever. Um, I mean, I, part of it's I don't have cable. So that's kind of the only entertainment option if you you want to watch TV. And then when I want to go to a hotel or something or if I'm leaving or for traveling, I just pull the thing out of the HDMI port in the back of the TV and stick it in my pocket and, you know, boom, we're done. It's a lot easier than than traveling with an Apple TV. I would love if Apple made – it's Apple, so it's never going to be $50 or less, but let's say $75 or less, you know, Apple TV stick that I could do something like this with, but they haven't. So it, solve, it solves a great problem. It gives me something that I can plug into my accessory TVs, you know, that aren't used all the time, but but make, turns my dumb TVs into smart TVs. And gives me something that I can use on the road and still have access to Netflix and Amazon and those types of things. Uh, well, don't hold your breath for Apple. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get there. But uh, that's not, you know, it's funny. I was thinking while you're talking, we just have one TV in our house, and um, it's not because we're like you know religiously against television, but uh, my kids don't don't care about it. They watch YouTube, and you know the stuff kids watch today is not the same stuff we watched. But we just have one TV. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I mean, I have more TVs than I need and I wouldn't, a lot of these TVs, if they broke, I, I wouldn't replace them, but it's just like, you know, when I got a bigger TV in my living room, you know, what do you do with the extra TV? Oh, let's just throw it in the spare bedroom, you know? Well, that's cool. Cause if I ever come hang out at your house, then I've got a TV. If you ever come hang out at my house, not only do you have a TV, but you have access to Netflix and Amazon and you have CBS all access for Star Trek discovery, which We've never had a conversation about Star Trek Discovery. I, know. I um I poo-pooed it and I said that I was not going to buy CBS All Access because I was mad about it. And I'll tell you, I did buy CBS All Access and I really like Star Trek Discovery. Oh, that's good. I, I hope I have not subscribed for just one show. It just didn't make sense for me. Um, but I hope that it gets to iTunes or something where I can just buy the season when it's all done. That's what I said I was gonna do, but I I really got into it and so that's why I'm actually going to be traveling because um, Star Trek Discovery, they're releasing it in two rounds. So the first, the the mid-season finale just just aired. 
and then the the startup of of part two of the second season is is coming on January seventh, and I'm traveling the entire week of January seventh. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take my Amazon Fire TV stick, and I'm gonna be watching it in my hotel room. Good for you. Okay, so I have a pick that I picked last year as well. I try not to do that, but I feel like this is a special case. Last year, I told everybody that AirPods are the real deal and you should get them. Uh, I'm going to say it again this year because this year they're actually available. <laughs> so Yeah, my, bro- my brother just bought a pair of AirPods. He, he called me and he said, so what's the deal with AirPods? Should I buy some? And I said, yes, you absolutely should buy some. And I, I went over to his house the other day and his AirPods were sitting on the counter. I'm like, oh, you, you bought some. Okay. They're nice. They're really nice. And uh just a great product. I mean, I, we've all said it a million times. I'm not going to say it again. But if you've been waiting to get them now, if you put them on your list, people can actually get them for you. And they're pretty great. So we've had a bunch of people ask, um, should I buy AirPods now? Or do we think that there's an upgrade coming? And so that was actually the question that my brother called. My brother called and asked me, I I think he called me from Target with the AirPods in his hand, actually, given the speed with which he bought them. And so my advice to him, and and I know nothing, I've heard nothing, but, but my advice to him was, I don't think we're going to see a significant upgrade to the AirPods anytime soon. We, we know that we're going to see the new air power charging kit is going to come out sometime in the not too distant future. And I understand that's a, a replacement case for the AirPods that can charge through a Qi charger. Right. But but my guess will be that don't you think future AirPods will ship in that kit? I do. So I think you're either going to buy the kit separately, which is going to be an expensive if you are going to be expensive add on if you want it. You know, if you want that, I would say wait until it's shipping and then just get your AirPods with that. Yeah. And I think I misspoke. I don't think it's going to charge on a Qi charger. I think it's only going to charge on Apple's power pad. Um, so if you, if that's really important to you, then maybe wait until that comes out and then just buy AirPods that, that come with that. The other thing I think we could see is I think we could see colors, maybe, maybe black AirPods. I don't know, but I I don't think there's going to be any significant updates to the AirPods in the near future. I don't know. They're pretty great. I I don't think I would run out and replace them if they came with the new one. And I don't, I'm not aware of them coming out with anything new. I think like Katie said, I think it's probably the case. But uh, they're 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 awesome, and if you listen to music or just use your iPhone audibly at all, you're gonna like them. I uh, I had to go out and run some errands, and I left them on my desk charging the other day, and I felt like I had chopped off a limb or something. How much I use? You don't realize how much you use them until you don't have them with you. Okay, um, so AirPods this year for real. For real. <laughs> what about you, Katie? Um, I think my next pick, uh, and I don't know if I picked this last year or not, but I have been using some of these home, uh, meal in a box subscription programs. Yeah. You picked one last year, which one, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, did I? Um, well, I've, I'm still been using it and, um, I don't use it the way that the meal in the box programs want you to use. I don't get these every week. Um, and I probably get one once a month. Um, and then I, I look at the menu and I see what's interesting and I, and I customize them and I've tried a couple of different ones. I probably get them once a month. And so I probably had 12, maybe 15. Sometimes I get them twice a month, depending on what's going on. Uh, they, they are expensive. They, they're 50 to $60 a, a week, depending on, on what you get and how many people you're feeding. But what I have really enjoyed about them is number one, I've, I found that I've expanded my palate. And I've tried a few things that I probably wouldn't have tried. 
And the other thing I found is that I am learning to be a better cook. Like the other night I had this um, pasta casserole dish, which um, is, is something that's super easy. I definitely could make it again myself and I will make it again myself, but it was really good. And it was just something that I never would have thought to put together. And so it, it you know, gave me all, it, it would just, it baby stepped it for me. It gave me the ingredients. It gave me everything I need. It gave me the recipe card. And now that I've done it once, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was easy. I definitely could do that again. And in fact, I, I definitely will make it again. In fact, I've got all the stuff to make it again because I'm going to make it um, for someone who's having a baby and I'm going to take it over to them as a, as a kind of a, you know, here, here's your, here's your meal type thing. Um, so I found a, a lot of benefit to them, but again, I don't do them every week. So you have to have one that's, that's pretty easy to let you, to let you cancel services. Um, I've tried a couple of different ones. The the one that I have stuck with the longest is Home Chef. And I like that one because it tends not to be as, um, what's a good way to put this, foofy as maybe some of the other ones. I, I'm i a quasi picky eater and it, uh, uh, you know, it, it just seems to have a little more normal food selections in it or things that are more palatable to my taste. And it also, um, I think it also gives you more meal choices. You know, instead of having to be able to pick from three or four different choices, you get to pick from like 10 different choices. So that's that's the one that I've used. Have you have you tried any of these? Yeah, we uh, we use them occasionally, but like you, it's very infrequent. And it's nice because they give you the uh, uh, portions of what you want. But I think this tip, this uh, gift recommendation needs to come with a safety tip that you don't give this to your significant other saying, uh, congratulations, now I'm sending you food to cook for me every week. Like, I think this would be good, like, if your significant other is doing most of the cooking to say, I got this service and me and the kids every Friday are going to cook a nice meal that you don't have to do. Yeah, I think that's a good way to give that gift, but I, I don't know that there's any other really approach to that. So be careful. Um, uh, the next gift I would like to recommend, and this is like if you're sitting home saying, I want to give the nerd in my life something that will just make them go nuts. And we've talked a little bit about drones in the past on the show. I've always been kind of interested in them, but it's one of those those things I've never really gone down the road on because I don't have time to deal with it. However, uh, this year I've had three different friends buy these DGI Mavic Pro drones. And the nice thing for me is they own them, they come over and they use them and I get to play with them with them and I don't have to actually spend money on them. This is a thousand dollars. This is an expensive gift. But like I said, this is just kind of, we're getting towards the end of the list. I wanted to put a couple crazy things out there. Um, if your husband or wife is really nerdy, give, just put one of these under the tree and they probably have never asked for something like this and they will love it. It's a, but like I said, I have three friends that have this particular one, DJI Mavic Pro. And the thing they like about it is it's portable. It kind of folds up, but it's super easy to fly and, um, it's convenient. It's not like you have a suitcase full of hardware. You can drive it with your iPhone or your, your iPad, and, and it has an amazing camera in it that just takes great pictures. I think especially if you live out in the country, I think this would be something that would be, able, if I lived in the country, I would have one of these. But, you know, I live in the suburbs. It's not worth it to me. Um, but uh, this is the year that I felt like this technology got to a point where it's cheap enough. I mean, they used to be a lot more than $1,000. And it's uh, stable enough and reliable enough that you can get one and not have to worry about, you know, like crashing it the first time you use it and wasting all that money. And the one that my friends that are in the know on this stuff seem to recommend is the DJI Mavic Pro. So I'm going to put that in and 
Maybe you can just make somebody really happy this Christmas. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. Yeah, it's your turn, Katie. <laughs> um, so I think my my last pick, uh, I am about ready to try a standing desk again. I um I I kind of tried one of these convert your desk into a standing desk um solutions a couple of years ago, and it just didn't work with the desk setup that I had at the time. But I'm about ready to try one again. I've I've noticed some you know, I've had some more pain in my knees and pain in my lower back. And I think that's just from sitting all day long at the computer. And I'm about ready to try a standing desk solution. A lot of people in my office have, um, or not in my office, but in the, the building that I'm in, have, have gotten these very desks, uh, which will adapt an existing desk into a standing desk. And I've seen those before. They're very big. I didn't have the right setup before, but I, I might I might try it again because I have a little bit different setup now. Um, it's it's hard depending on what your office is, whether I mean, if, if you work from home and have total control then you can just buy. I know you've got a standing desk. You can just buy a complete separate standing desk. It's kind of a weird gift, though. I mean, it, it is a weird <laughs> gift. It's a gift for yourself. There you go. OK, so this is the gift you're buying. This yourself. is the gift you're it. buying yourself. Yes. Okay, so my advice to you, Katie, if you decide to do this, is don't get something that converts an existing desk to a standing desk. Just get a standing desk. They're they're not they're they've they've got less expensive, uh, and they're just get one that's built to do that, and you won't regret it. So, um, which one did you end up going with? You know, you ask me this every time, and I have to look around. There's no labels on it, but I bought it when I quit my job. That was my um my investment in my future and uh, it goes up and down it's great it's got a little button on the side it's the one that um it's the one that was recommended by uh wire cutter at the time i quit my job and since then they there's one that's cheaper that they're recommending now so i you can get them cheaper than i did but i love it it's got a bamboo top and it's got a button and if my watch tells me i have been sitting too long i stand up for a while or some, sometimes i podcast standing up you never know and uh it's great yeah, I think I think I'm about ready to try one again. So that's yeah, don't don't get a conversion thing. That's the reason why it failed last time, because it, you just got to get a standing desk, one that's got a motor in it that will go up and down. And I think like anything, it depends. Do you have control of your office? Can you can you do those types of things? So we'll see. But I'm I'm actively looking again for a standing desk solution. When, if you get one, you also need to get a good uh, mat to put at the desk. Um that when you stand on it, it makes a difference to have like a foam mat underneath your feet. And how long did it take you to get used to it before, you know, immediately like a week or yeah, no, it was immediate. I mean, it's great. And you can set the height just the way you want. Uh, the one I have has a memory. So you can like, I have basically my standing and sitting and, and throughout the day I go up and down several times. It's nice. I, I'm a fidgety person, though. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't just sit still in the desk all day. So having the ability to stand for a while and work for an hour, that that actually helps me. This episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by Fujitsu, the makers of the ScanSnap line of scanners. I have been living the glorious paperless life for a while now, and I can tell you unequivocally that I will never go back. And that is thanks in large part to the amazing Fujitsu ScanSnap scanners. I have got an iX500 sitting here on my desk at home, and I have one sitting on my desk at work. 
And these scanners are amazing. So the iX500 is the Mac Daddy of document scanners. It is a full duplex scanner with a 50-sheet feeder. It will connect to your computer either with USB 3.0 or wirelessly. So if you don't have a convenient place to put it, that's fine. You can scan wherever you need to. It will allow you to scan directly to your mobile devices or to your computer. It will scan both sides of the pages at once, and it just absolutely eats through paper. In fact, it can scan over 25 pages per minute, scan directly to PDF or JPEG, and it can OCR. So that means optical character recognize your scans as it goes. And this thing is amazingly fast. So whenever paper comes into my office or whenever I generate paper to give to somebody, I run it through my Fujitsu scanner and then hand the paper off or shred the paper. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can't even begin to tell you how much time and money I have saved by not having to deal with paper. And if you perhaps are looking for something a little more portable, check out the S1300i. It's a little smaller scanner. It's probably the drawer size scanner. Can still do double-sided scans at about 12 pages per minute, but it can be USB powered for portability. And if you want the ultimate scanner for the go, check out the iX100. This thing will scan at 300 DPI and it'll scan a page in less than six seconds. It is so small it will fit in your glove box, briefcase, or backpack, and it's USB powered. So you can scan to a Mac, scan to a PC, an Android, or an iOS device, and its rechargeable battery will scan up to 260 pages on the go. No matter what you're looking for or what your needs, ScanSnap can help. So head over to budurl.me slash SSMPU to check out the entire line of Fujitsu scanners and software. And thanks to Fujitsu for their continued support of the show. So, David, that pretty much wraps it up for our picks for the holiday gift no, guide. No, it doesn't. Well, our no. picks, but we got no, a No, it doesn't. No, I you, have more. Oh, you have more picks? Yes. Oh. Well, I wouldn't take in the break then if I knew you had more picks. Okay. Well, it, this is important. This is important. Oh, okay. that's right. I forgot. These are your toy picks. Yes. Every year I have some toy picks. Okay. This year I have two. Um, uh, we all know that I love Star Wars, and I bet a lot of you do too. Uh, I have two picks that relate to our friendly droid R2-D2. Uh, uh, the first one uh, is less expensive and, uh, and, and just as fun. It's a, a co-pilot R2-D2. It's a little R2-D2 that fits in a cup holder in your car. And it has a cord in it, and you plug it into the cigarette lighter. And the utilitarian reason for this is he has some USB plugs in his body, so you can plug your phone in and charge it. I've had this thing for two years, and I can tell you I have never charged anything with it. The reason I have him in my car is because when you turn the engine on your car, he beeps and warbles like R2-D2, and his... His head spins around and it makes you feel like R2-D2 is there to help you drive your car wherever you're going. And it just makes me smile a little bit. Uh, I don't care. I've had some of my uh, some of my clients that are not as uh, geeky as me get in my car with me and look at me funny. And I don't care. I love my R2-D2 co-pilot. And it's like 30 bucks. It's a great gift for somebody. Um, the other one is one I don't have. This is another thing on my list this year. So I'm thinking about camera lenses, but I'm also thinking about the Sphero R2-D2. We talked about that on the show briefly when it first released. And um, it's still out there. And you can program it with um, the, the playgrounds on your iPad. And it's just a cool-looking little remote control R2-D2 you could drive around your house. A little more money, but looks like fun. All right. So we got your toys done. We, we got to get you to put some toys on the list next year, Katie. You got There's got to be a few in your I life, right? I don't think I have any toys. All right. All right. Well, your USB stick that 
plugs into USB-C and USB-A. That's a toy for you, right? That's it. Yes. <laughs> uh, listeners had uh, several recommendations. Let's go over a couple of those. Yes. Yeah. So there was the uh, the HomePod recommendation by lots of people. Now, is the HomePod going to be out for Christmas? Do we know? Uh, the website still says December. I looked it up uh, in prep for the show. There are days. There are days in December after Christmas. I know, but I can't imagine they uh, they'll release it before Christmas. Uh, the question is, how many will there be? You know, it may be they release them, but not everybody can get them. Uh, but there's a lot of MPU listeners that are are putting this on their list, and they'd like to get one and try it out. We cover this intensely about a month ago on the show. I, I don't remember which show number, but maybe I can tr- track it down, and put it in the show notes. Uh, we talked about all the various options from the various companies, and this one still has some question marks. It hasn't been released yet, but hey, you know what? We're Mac Power users. Of course, we would want the Apple HomePod. That was the most frequently requested one from listeners. Um, Nathan wrote in, he says he wants the MacBook adorable leather sleeve. So like Katie wanted it for the iPad. He wants it for, uh, his, um, his MacBook. Um, and it, the, the, to give you the answer there, I'm, I'm using my daughter's MacBook for our trip. I just don't want to carry the big one. So I, it's a couple years old, but I, she doesn't use it much and I, and I hooked it up and it works pretty great. And I think for this big trip, I've got, uh, getting rid of the weight of the larger MacBook is I'm going to get, try and get by with just the MacBook adorable. And this was the MacBook that was your MacBook and is now your daughter's MacBook. Okay. Yeah. I didn't go buy another one. Uh, uh, we had, uh, we heard from a couple listeners and I didn't write it down. I wish I had now about this thing from 12 South called the Caddy Sack. And it looks like and they have this book book brand where they're like, they're nice looking leather books that you can fit a MacBook inside or a MacBook Pro. They also have one that holds your cables and cords and organizes them really nicely. I have a cheaper version of this I got off Amazon a while ago, but this one looks way nicer. And that's another website like I talked about earlier. Go to go to Amazon and look up Anchor. If you just go to the 12 South website and you've got a geek in your life that has Apple products, you're going to find something there for them. They have so many great things. Uh, I've actually got a pick from my brother. Uh, he, I gave him a tile. Uh, I just, I bought a four pack at one point and I had an extra one. So I said, here, you have this because he is constantly, constantly losing either his keys or his phone. And so this is the perfect solution because he puts the tile on his keys and it talks to his phone. And so depending on whichever one he's lost, he's got to have one or the other, but he either presses the tile and it will make his phone ring or he presses the app on his phone and it will make his keys ring. So 50-50 shot. No, I got, we talked about this, I believe last year's show, I got into the trackers and I have them on my bike and I have them on my keys and that's a different company, but the same idea and it's great. Um, uh, Rose, the queen of the MPU Facebook group wrote in and she likes the Apple Magic Keyboard with number pad. That's a new product this year. Did you get one, Katie? That seems like up your alley. No, I have not. That was almost on my list, but it, it is actually is on my wish list, but it's, it didn't make my Mac Power users list, but I'm excited about that product. Robert, then uh, this is Robert Spivak, who was on our home automation show, um, has a, a router that he likes. It, it is the Synology AC2600 router. Uh, and, and I actually, I, I need to talk about this on a future show because I have been test driving a Synology router um, and uh, it, it, has a lot of the benefits of using a Synology that we um, that we use with a Synology disk station. For example, it has VPN support. Um, you, you can you can use that so it can be configured 
um, to to so that you can VPN back into your home network. It has a lot of different configuration options. I mean, it, it can be super complex, or you can just plug it in and it works. But you can do a lot of things with this router. Um, I've I've not even yet scratched the surface of it, which is why I haven't talked about it yet on the show. Uh, but Robert says for ultimate geek use, and and this is what I have done. Uh, is you can disable the built-in Wi-Fi and just use the Synology as a router um, and use Eero's bridge mode for the best of both worlds. So you get the the router with Synology's um, brains, but then the mesh network of Eero. Yeah, I may have to look at that stuff next year. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to justify putting that, that hardware in my house because I have a Mac running at all times. But it, the router actually kind of gives you some of the benefits without adding a big disk station yeah without having to have the hardware there uh our friend liana um and she 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 sent this in on twitter but i just saw her recently and uh this she's got a very cool setup for her iphone she got a minimal case and then she gets this these magnetic mounts and you can get them on amazon i'll put some links in the show notes but they're just big magnets and you can put it in your car or on your desk or whatever and then you put a little metal plate inside the case and that i saw it uh, physically in person it's very small but it, it doesn't need much but then the plate attracts to obviously the magnet so she's got one in her car and one on her home and she just sets the phone against it and just magnetically sticks and it's just strong enough to hold it but not so strong that you have to wrestle it off and uh it's a pretty good system uh, alternative to like the stuff we talked about in the past for mounting your phone in various places i thought that was a good pick yeah, I know a lot of people who use these. I've seen people who use them. Um, it tends, obviously, to work well if you have a case on your phone, because otherwise you have to somehow... I don't think it sticks to just the phone itself. No, and so the way Leon is, she has a minimal case. In fact, she gave me the link for that. I'll put that in the show notes, too. And she just puts the, the metal plate on the inside of the case and then puts the case on the phone. So it's basically... It's like an Oreo cookie. It's the stuffings sandwiched between the case and the phone. And then you've got that magnet magnetic ability, and it works great. Yeah, you know, Anchor makes one of these, by the way. Of course they do. Yeah. Of course they do. I don't know what that does with your uh, wireless charging. I, I don't know if the piece of metal between the phone. Yeah, and... I'm thinking it's probably not going to, because most of the wireless chargers specifically say no no metal cases. That's bad. That's bad for me. Um, another one that we uh, Robert wrote in and said he is going to get himself uh, for Christmas a new pad and quill case for his new iPhone 10. He had one for his iPhone 6 and he loves it. And uh, pad and quill is another company. It's got amazing, really high quality leather cases, products and wallets, and things like that. And uh, it'd be a good place to go shopping for the nerd in your life. Uh, so that that sums up uh, some of the most frequently requested gifts from the uh listeners i would also say that uh you know that we uh this is the time of year we're talking about buying fancy things for ourselves and our friends to maybe be generous as we say every year we, we try to pick a couple charities that we would recommend if you had some money you wanted to give to charity uh two that are near and dear to our hearts as mac power users are number one app camp for girls of course uh you know both katie and i are heavily invested in this uh this this group that's trying to teach uh, people that aren't traditionally developers to be developers. It's not just girls, you know, uh, all kinds of kids uh, from different walks of life that, um, that would like the experience. I have personal experience with that. We, uh, my wife and I helped run the one here in Orange County a few years ago. 
And uh, it is amazing to see those girls show up. They don't know a lick of code. And by the end, they're making their own apps and they have marketing plans. And Jean McDonald and her team are amazing. So that's a good uh, good place to donate money. Right now, they're doing their big fundraiser. So we'll put a link in the show notes. Maybe you want to help them out. And the other one that is uh, near and dear to us is St. Jude. Um, uh, St. Jude Hospital takes care of kids that have cancer. And regardless, you know, you don't uh, of what the parents can afford. They take care of kids with cancer. And what could be better than that? Our own friend, Stephen Hackett on the network has a son that has been um, dealing with cancer his whole life. And St. Jude has been there for them uh, in thick and thin. So uh, those are two charities that I always give money to. And I think that'd be a good one for you to consider as well. All right. Well, have we have we spent everybody's money yet this episode? We didn't put our disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, we didn't. I think that's kind of just comes with every show at this point. This episode of Mac Power Users will cost you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even add these. I don't even want to know how much this all adds up to. But, you know, the the idea was to give you some ideas. And, and both of us tried to pick things that are on the upper end and on the lower end to give everybody some ideas. And and hopefully uh, it can help you find something fun for that geek in your life or put something on your list if people are asking you. I always have people asking me what I want for Christmas. I I guess you get to a certain age and I, I you know, like, I know this sounds a little weird, but I, I really do enjoy giving gifts more than giving them at this point. That wasn't always true in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Well, Katie Floyd, it's hard to believe that we have got to another gift guide episode of Mac Power Users, but I think we did a pretty decent job of it. Um, uh, we want to thank our sponsors today, Balance, Squarespace, 1Password, and Fujitsu. We're going to be back next week with our regular programming. Um, but if we miss something that needs to absolutely be on the Christmas gift guide list, let us know because we are just a few weeks away from recording our next feedback show. And that would be excellent feedback for us. Uh, you can reach us um, online on Twitter. We are at Mac Power Users. Katie is at Katie Floyd. I am at Max Sparky. Uh, you can send us email to feedback at MacPowerUsers.com. But we prefer Twitter, to be honest. It's a lot easier to keep track of that stuff. Or the Facebook group. Oh, of course, the Facebook group. It's so active. So many smart people there. It's a great place uh, to hang out. And it's it's a fun and safe place. We like to keep it safe for all our Mac Power user listeners. How many, how big is the group now? Every time I look, it's like added another thousand. I don't know. It's, it's well over 5,000 at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. But it is, you know, usually when a Facebook group gets to 5,000, you think it's terrible. That's not true because we've got some amazing people like Rose. Uh, uh, keeping it a safe place and uh, so go check it out we'd love to have you there and on that we'll see you next week <laughs>